welcome to Ultra Catalyst. I'm your host, Stephen Nosek. We'll be exploring the one decision people make to drive change in their lives. Join me each week to hear from a variety of guests about what they did, the techniques and strategies they used, and how they're now leading their best life. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, you all. Welcome to the Ultra Catalyst podcast. My name is Stephen Nosek. I am your host. Just a recap for you, if you're just listening or watching us on YouTube now, this is a podcast where we dive into those special moments where people have these pivotal decisions. Essentially, they ignite change in their life. They go from living their old self into their new self. And then they start living a better life, whatever that looks like. So we're going to be talking to all different kinds of guests with all different kinds of backgrounds this year. And there's those special occasions where it just might be me rambling about whatever. But today, let me tell you something. We got a special guest today. My dear friend, fellow Ironman, fellow Arte brother, Bruce Lemon. Welcome, sir. How are you today? I'm doing great, Stephen. It's great to see you. Always great to talk with you. Uh, likewise, man. Uh, we've been connecting, what, for almost five years five now? Five years. Yep. Yeah, it's about five years. And uh, we had the pleasure of going down and meeting in La Quinta, California to run in the Ironman 70.3. That was your first one, wasn't it? That was my first one. Yeah, I got best shape in my life. And then, I mean, it was one of the best days of my life. And I'm glad you were there. And your brother, too. Yeah. Yeah, that was, uh, we had Chris and uh, Gail. Right? Gail, yeah, good yeah. memory. Yeah, that, that was an awesome thing. As I was mentioning before, um, we hit record. I got my photo that you sent me on the wall. It's blown up. And uh, I look at it every day because that was some true good times. And uh, each one of us had our own struggles, but we made it and we yeah. finished. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to talk more about it. I know, me too. We're going to get into it. Now, first up, let me just, let me get quickly into your background. So I've known you for about five years. We've had multiple conversations in person, over the phone, video chats. Can you just tell the audience just a little bit about yourself, whatever aspect you want to get into? Sure. Yeah. Well, I was born in uh, Council Bluffs, Iowa, and I don't think I've talked to you about this, but my great-great-grandfather founded what's now called in Council Bluffs Children's Square. It basically is a, um, an orphanage. And when I was born, I grew up on the orphanage property ground on a house kind of separate from all, all the orphanage homes where they lived. And, um, and it still exists to, today. And so, um, but yeah, I, I graduated high school, went to Iowa State University and um, kind of foreshadowing kind of a lot of uh, things that have happened in my life kind of revolved around alcohol. And I know we're going to get into that. Um, but I started college three years after Animal House came out. And unfortunately, um, <laughs> my college career resembled that movie just a little bit too much. So, but uh, no, I, I met my then girlfriend, now wife, uh, not long out, out of college. And we got married. Uh, we're going to celebrate our 30th anniversary in May. And we've got two kids. I know, right? It's, it's She's awesome. Uh, we get uh, twins, uh, 25-year-old twins, Borgil twins, uh, yeah. Philip, who lives in Des Moines, and Sophia lives in Colorado. And so we, we just feel very blessed. A lot of beautiful things happen in our life right now. Oh, man. That, that's, that's awesome. I didn't know that. And 
I, I do recall Animal House. And uh, it's funny you say that, that your college days were like that. And I'd say my, then my days before college and into college probably looked like that too <laughs> for many years off and on for 25 plus years. But um, yeah, no, I, I completely understand that uh, life is a party, right? You got to explore and find your way and, and uh, get to know your surroundings and what, whatever else that might mean. That's right. right. That's right. <laughs> Now, from that, I'd imagine you probably are familiar with doing keg stands and beer games and all kinds of other things, right? Oh, yeah. All kinds of stuff. I mean, um, I, I got to tell you something. I had some of the I had the best friends growing up. We it was it was old school. And then you just you went to the school in your neighborhood. And uh, it's a little different now where there's people get bust around and that, that works great. But you know, we grew up and we just like, I had the same friends from literally kindergarten all the way through high school. And so, we, I mean, we had each other's backs. It was a great group of friends, but kind of one of the things that we started doing kind of early was uh, we found out, found alcohol yeah. and uh, it wasn't like a big deal when we were younger. Uh, but in junior high, we had a friend that worked at uh, one of the local pizza places and he would sneak some beer out the back door to us. And um, yeah, it's uh, it's just kind of mischievous that we got into. And I mean, nobody got hurt, but it really created some problems later on. Got into some habits that were not not very good at all. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm right there with you, man. We We've been walking in similar shoes, just in different parts of the country in different time frames, right? So, yeah, that's right. So I know you were telling me you you've uh, you've been sober over ten years now, I think. Yeah, I just had my ten year anniversary uh, on Saturday, um, February fourth. Oh shoot, man! Perfect timing. Or about a week after that. <laughs> that's right. What What was the decision that you had? Let's dive into that really quick, as like a catalyst. What was going on in your life at that time that you just said? enough is enough. You know, what, what was, what, what was going through your head around that time? Well, um, this is actually my second time through, uh, getting sober. Um, okay. thankfully, uh, a few months after I graduated college, my family saw that I was really in trouble and they did an intervention on me. So I was 23 at the time and I accepted help and I stayed sober for about 15 years. And then, uh, I started to drink again and things were okay. Um, but when they went South, they went South really fast. Mm -hmm. And, um, I'll, I'll say this to you, Stephen, at this point, um, okay. I would have been like around pushing 50 years old and I could see things were so far out of control. And one day, uh, actually it was after my last drunk, my son said something to me basically on how, how much I'd been drinking that night. And Stephen, I, I could see it all. I could see that if I didn't take in, take, make, take action right then, it was like a fork in the road moment, Stephen, just like it. And it was really a God moment. It was a real spiritual experience because I could really feel I was I was scared to death, but I was like comforted, too, at the same time, because I knew that I knew I needed to take action and I needed to go back and ask for help. And um, because I could see I was I was going to be that guy that lost his family. His kids would never talk to him again, lose my job, my house, everything, my health. Um, I've had friends die of, of alcoholism, so I could just see it. I, I mean, it was like a vision. And so anyway, I, I, I knew who to call. I had a friend who had been sober for at that point, like 25 years. 
And I said, told him what was going on. He says, Bruce, let's come have coffee and let's go do this thing. But really it came, um, it came, uh, I'm grateful for the bottoms I've had in my life because sometimes that's what I need in order for me to, if I know I'm veering off, I need to hit a bottom for me to really, I need a hammer over the head to kind of get <laughs> like, and so that was a bottom for me, but you know, thankfully, I mean, it was just a God thing and I'm just grateful that it all happened the way it did. That, that's, that's fantastic. I, looking at myself, I've been sober for a little more than four and a half years right. and uh, very similar, right? I, I scraped the bottom several times throughout life. You know, there was years of, of nothing and then back at it. And then this last time, very similar. I just had one of those moments where I looked around and I said, if I continued down this path, it's going to get very dark. It's going to get lonely and a ton of people are going to hurt. And it could be me hurting them unintentionally. Right. Yeah. From like driving or whatever. Right. And, uh, I said, this isn't, this isn't what I want. And, and interesting enough, about 24 hours before that, I got a, I got an email from Arate saying I was accepted. <laughs> and in the back of my head, I said, you know what? I've been I've been fudging around way too much. If I don't flip the switch and turn, how am I going to hang out with all these people that are dominating business people, up and coming, all different levels, industries? How am I going to be able to hang with these people? There's no way. I'm just, I'm pathetic at this moment, right? That, that's what's going through my head. Um, but yeah, that was my catalyst, right? It was like, made a decision and boom, all of a sudden this opportunity came in front of me. And then shortly after that, uh, met you at, at the event and through Arte and the group. So. Well, and I, I listened to the, the very first uh, Ultra Catalyst podcast and you were yeah. telling your story about how, you know, you fell asleep at the wheel. And yeah. I mean, I had that too when I was in college. I, you know, that was, you know, toward the end, uh, people were kind of, they were worried about me when I was in yeah. college. I was just, uh, I would, you know, unfortunately drink and drive too often and I got a couple of DUIs in the process. And so, yeah, no, that very well could have been me. What happened to you or worse, like you're saying, you know, we could yeah. have run into people, Stephen. We could yeah. have, it could have been detrimental on, on multiple levels, right? Oh, yeah. Exactly. Now, now, along the same lines, as you progress through sobriety, what was your support group look like? Like your sphere of influence? How did that change? Right? Because they just witnessed you kind of going through these transitional uh, places in your life, right? You were obviously had different habits and stuff like that, maybe behaviors. What was that transition for them? Were they encouraging? Was it difficult? Or did they jump right in? Well, this time was way different than the first time I drank. The yeah. first time I drank, I was all over the place. I was really out there. I was really, and this time it was, I was, I was hiding a lot. I, I there was all kinds of shame. I, I yeah. knew I, whatever point that I realized I went from drinking normally for a good chunk of time um, in between about, you know, times of sobriety. And then when it went south, I knew from the time I was sober for 15 years, I was in big trouble, but I was, I, I was too proud to ask for help. And um, so most people had no clue, even my wife up until the very last, even before the very last, when I actually asked for help, then she, she really could see some signs and she knew what was going on. But most people had no clue that I was struggling like that. But um, 
gosh, everybody was just, I mean, everybody's just so supportive between, uh, you know, our church and our neighbors and our, my family, of course. Mm-hmm. And um, it, just people just kept emerging in my life, like from my college days that I could start helping them because, you know, once I kind of made my story known, like I did on Facebook, uh, I made a yeah. post about it. Um, I mean, literally, like I made that Facebook post and somebody I met, <laughs> believe it or not, in preschool, in oh, preschool. Wow. Like one of them, like literally one of my oldest friends, yeah. you know, he get, he got a hold of me because of that post. And so I, you know, I could start helping other people like I'd been helped. But I mean, people connect, Stephen, you, you know this, people connect with the our broken places in our life. Mm-hmm. You know, we can't, I can't connect with somebody that seems perfect. You know, that's the one thing about social media that's so, and we all know this, yeah. that um, I you know, it's, it's nice to have all these great things we post on social media, but man, when, when I kind of, when I got sober and I started uh, at social media, I don't even know if I had social media in 2013. Anyway, when I started getting social media and I would see people posting stuff like that, I'm like, I mean, that is some, it took some courage to put that out there and I really connected. So I just try and do that too, because I know that there's people out there struggling and usually the ones that look the most perfect, um, they can be some of the ones that are struggling the most. So I story out there like you have and and people gravitate toward you that need the help or need the guidance I guess yeah it's that it's that vibe and and um just that aura that you put off right that you're here to help everybody else and you're absolutely right on social media there's a lot of facade right a lot of photoshop a lot of um how do you say stage photos or videos or crazy camera lighting and all that stuff right I mean it's um, it's hard to get that authentic person on the other end, right? Like you, you could feel it though, just like you were saying, right? I mean, that's, yeah. that's how we were able to connect is just from authenticity of caring about other people. Right. And, uh, we got stuff inside of us that we want to give out. Yeah. And I think the I think the thing that changed for me, Stephen, this time, this time around was, um, just letting God run the show. I'm a Christian and a believer. And I think the difference between the first time I was sober and now is that it's not like I don't have my days where I try and control and manage everything because I have those, but I really try and I've got a regular print, you know, all about healthy habits, you know, Mm -hmm. I really, everything right out of bed, I try and pray and meditate first thing before I grab devices and just, just try and, um, I'm just trying to remember who's in charge of my life and it ain't me. And so I think that that's the difference now. I was trying to run the ship and I just ran everything into the ground when I, when I try and do things my way. So, um, and I got a great wife. I mean, she's amazing. She just is like, <laughs> she's just like the coolest. Um, nothing seems to ruffle her feathers and she's always been so supportive and, and we just got great families on either side. We got our, we got yeah. our ups and downs like every family, but we got great support all the way around. So that, that helps tremendously, obviously. Yeah, definitely. That, that's fantastic. Yeah, no, I've, I've I met Jill and uh, your kids as well. Uh, and uh, man, all around great family, you know, very supportive. And I see you guys post uh, here and there on social media about all the different trips that you do as a family, which is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Now let's fast forward. It's 10 years. You're now sober. What's your mission? What, what are you really aiming to do at this moment in time uh, to help other people, whether if it's on alcohol or in a business venture, for example? 
What, what's your key mission now? Well, um, I well, kind of like Arte talks about faith, family, fitness, finances. Mm-hmm. I included fun because I, I got to a point where I wasn't. I want. I need to have more fun times like the Iron Man. People, some people may not think that's fun, but <laughs> I mean, you can attest that. Yeah, it hurt a little bit, but it, it, that's a lot of fun. Um, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. But you know, my my faith walk, it, it, everything starts from that. It, you know, it begins and ends with my commitment to the, the God of my understanding. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my my wife, my marriage, right after that. And, you know, my health is in there too. Of course, I got to keep my, you know, if I don't have my health, it's, it's going to be difficult with my kids and then everything else. But um, as far as my profession, I've been involved in real estate for four years, but I recently got my license here in Nebraska and I joined a great uh, team of real estate agents. And uh, yeah, no, it's been great. My, my brokers have been an agent for 40 years, so I'm learning a lot I got my first listing and, uh, yeah, got my first closing in a couple of weeks from today. And so things are real. I know things are rolling along really well and people are responding. But uh, I think, Stephen, I just um, here's what I'll say about helping other people, whether it's uh, p- helping people with alcohol or like in our church. You know, I prayed about, um, you know, God, like let me back up a little bit. Every decade, I think I may have told you this, but every decade has been better than the last. Even though I met my then now wife, Jill, it's the best thing that ever happened to me in this world. Um, the, my, the decade of my 20s were, were my hardest. You know, yeah. who am I, what I believe, that whole thing, getting sober, the whole thing. 30s were better than 20s and 40s better than 30s and so on. So I got no reason to believe that 60s won't be even better than my 50s. But so when I, like when I help whoever whoever comes into my sphere, it just like, it helps me even more when they're in their twenties for some reason, it just kind of helps. I think heal that little, that poor little Bruce way back, <laughs> back in the eighties, man. Um, but that I, helping people that are struggling with, you know, um, alcohol, helping them to, you know, come to know the Lord is obviously that's number one, but um, it's just trying to be a positive influence, whoever I come across, you know, cause I mean, that are people that are around me. I don't have too many negative people. It's just like, yeah. as you and I through Arate, man, it's just like, you got to protect your energy, even though we were willing to help people that are struggling. Cause like people help me consistently. It's, I gotta, I gotta take care of myself. I gotta take care of myself. Cause that's why when I started drinking and went South, I wasn't clearly wasn't taking care of myself. So I've yeah. got a responsibility to my family and to my kids and, and um, my clients at work, you know, I've got to, I've got to maintain a level of integrity and honesty and everything else. And that, that only happens if I'm taking care of me and my relationship with the God of my understanding. Yeah, I, I completely understand that. And I, I see how you are a vehicle, right? Based on what you're saying, right? Is you used to try to steer the ship just like I did years ago, right? And for some reason, we kept crashing and burning, right? We were running into the rocks. Uh, no pun intended for for drinking some on the rocks, right? But for the longest time, like we thought we had everything under control, and in reality, um, we just had way too many balls and we had too much ego, like you said just a m- minute ago. And uh, that is something I struggled with for the longest time, especially in my twenties, right? In my twenties, it was like now I'm this newfound person right headstrong i'll do whatever the heck i want um and who cares what the after effects are i'll deal with that later right and uh, like you said as you progress year to year decade to decade i, I agree it, 
my twenties were better than my teens. My thirties were better than my twenties and so on. And even right now, the last four and a half years are better than all those ones put together, right? Like it's just the quality of people, uh, the way I view myself in the world, the way that I help others and what I'm looking to do. Um, it's, it's a complete 180. So I definitely understand what you mean uh, as far as how you prioritize everything from uh, walking, uh, I think you said walking the line of faith. Uh, I think is how you put it. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And asking for help. I mean, I don't know where I got it because my parents, my parents were not these people that I got to do it all myself. They, they asked for help. I don't know where I got that, Stephen. And just like, I got to figure it all myself or a real man doesn't ask for help. I don't know where I got that, but that, that helped me crater even faster. So I yeah. know I asked for help. People ask for help for me. It's just, that's the way life is. I think that we need each other and we help each other out and we have these relationships like you and I have. So yeah. I, if I need help, I know I can give you a call and, and vice versa. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And we've done that a few times. You've helped me quite oh, yeah. a bit of times. Yeah. So let's switch gears into sports. <laughs> so a few, a few years ago, you just had a whim to say, I got some buddies that are doing triathlons. They're exercising. I want to get in shape. I want to do these crazy shit, right? Pardon my language. Uh-huh. What, what was the, where was your mind at when you said, yeah, I'm going to go out and do a 70.3 Ironman. Well, actually, okay. So that was 2019. You and I did yeah. that. Yeah. So back up five years. Um, actually, the catalyst that made me realize it was possible was it came from a really sad situation. Um, a gal that was like a second mom to me got sick with lymphoma. And um, I decided to partner up with uh, team and training. Okay. And yeah. they taught me how to taught me how to do a triathlon it was an olympic distance triathlon about half the distance of what you and i did in palm springs mm-hmm. um and then you raise money for the for the organization so i raised about four forty five hundred dollars and um and i i never saw i loved the water my whole life loved it but i never swam for stroke until then i just jumped in to learn man i mean i yeah. every and then people like how'd you learn how to swim i said i felt like i was swimming for mrs white's you know so like i had no i just did it man and then, um, so at that point, you know, you're doing, I can't remember how much they do in Olympic distance, like 500 meters, a thousand meters, whatever. Yeah, it is. Something like that. Something like that. And then you bike something like 25 miles or yeah, 25 miles. And then you do a, a 10 K mm-hmm. and that's, that's how we did it. But there was something Stephen about an Ironman. Oh, that's not possible. No, I, I could, I could never do that. Well, you and I joined Arte at the end, what the end of June, we get accepted of 2018 yeah. You start hanging around with people with different mindsets and you just, I mean, I, I couldn't believe I, I was just so encouraged and inspired by this group. Like it really made me feel like I could do anything. So I said, I'm just going to do it, man. And I had had the thought to do a 70.3 for it. I'll put it this way from the, from the time that I had the first thought that maybe it's a possibility to the time you and I crossed the finish line it was about two years. Okay. So even before we started Arte, but the Arte thing accelerated yeah. this whole thing just because it's like, man, you're surrounded by these people that are not afraid. They're just doing it, man. And I'm like, it's just a, such a great time in life. You, you only you only circle. live once, right? You only yeah, live once. it's the circle that you, you surround you. You are the average of the five people. You, yeah. Or like in Arte's case, 500 people. Well, whatever <laughs> it was at that time, you know? I don't know. I can't remember, like three, 500, something like that. But yeah, was, something like that. 
So I, I really am very intentional about the people that I surround myself with. And again, I'm willing to work, be with anybody, help anybody out. But it, over time, the, the people I hang with the most are the people that I want to become and they want to become like me in whatever way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. We, we all got we all got different attributes that are desirable from other people. Right. Because we could either see ourselves in it or they have different behaviors that we want to emulate because we could see that 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 helps fill one of those little small percentages of making us whole right and mm -hmm. um it, it's very true i look at my progression over the last four and a half five years and i cut out the bad percentages that weren't helping me or serving serving where i needed to go or they were holding me back right um, i was talking to uh Kikui a few uh days ago and she talked about yeah, sometimes you just have to get into the trench and dig out that anchor, right? Because sometimes you just can't cut through a chain link. You actually have to get down there and pull the anchor out so you could keep going, right? Because all of that stuff, aka baggage, is holding you back. And that could be thoughts, people, emotions, whatever. Um, but that, that's awesome. What was it like crossing the finish line? and uh palm springs uh, after seven plus hours of of trudging through that uh that interesting course that we were on well let me just back up to the that day it's just during during the yeah. day so like i'd done bricks like i'm sure you did like i i did the swim and then bike or bike then you know run but i never did all three let alone all of them all the whole distance the whole thing mm -hmm. so but I was just, I mean, the, the swim went great. I beat my number. The bike went great. I beat my number that I'd set out. But um, I had been a delivery driver for quite some time before uh, I, and my feet were a mess after 22 years of pounding the pavement. There, So I'm like, I don't care if I have to crawl across the finish line. I'm going to do this. So like, as you know, like the 13.1 the miles was two 10Ks around that golf course. Yeah, that was a hilly course. <laughs> yeah, and and the first loop was okay. I mean, I I wasn't going fast at all, but the the second loop, I was starting to get flashes of um like a cramp. Like, mm -hmm. I, I'm, oh man, if if I get a full on cramp, there's nothing I can do. I can, and I and I got to tell you, the cool one of the coolest things of that whole day, Stephen, was like I thought about all the difficult stuff I've been through in my life. I you know, either put myself through, mm -hmm. like willful behavior or things people did that you know weren't exactly nice i mean i drew on that strength i thought about gosh if i can get through that i can surely finish this last like even though it, you know everything's screaming at that point right oh yeah yeah everything everything hurts like crazy man and i it was great it took me like three hours to do a, a that 13.1 uh, but it was it was phenomenal but when i crossed that finish line i thought the the overwhelming thought that i had was gosh if i can do this what else is in here, right? I mean, not that long ago, I thought this is impossible. And here I crossed yeah. the finish line, let alone with my buddies. I mean, it's just so inspiring. So the fact that I'm doing what I'm doing now as a profession now is kind of an outgrowth of that crossing that finishing line. Say, hey, yeah. man, you got to keep challenging yourself. You got to do things maybe you thought you couldn't do before. And I'm just loving life right now. That, that's fantastic. Yeah, I, I, Remember that day often, especially when I'm struggling in any race that I do today, whether it's a triathlon or an endurance race, or even when I'm out just running around the neighborhood during training, right? That was, that was actually mine and Jeff's second triathlon or third triathlon ever. 
um, we had done a, a sprint triathlon, I think in August. So like four or five months before. And then like a few weeks later, we did the Santa Cruz half Ironman. That's right. And instantly we said, dude, we're hooked. Let's go, let's go sign up for another one. And we're just like, what's in California where we don't have to drive that far. Right. Mm -hmm. And we found that one. And then I, with, within a matter of days, I, I was looking on Facebook in one of the groups and you're like, Hey, I'm going to be here doing this. And I was like, <laughs> dude, I'm going to be able to meet you in person because we're doing that same thing. Right. Oh, so cool. And uh, yeah, I really enjoyed that. We were able to meet up the night before and have uh, dinner at yeah. that Italian restaurant yeah. um, where, and uh, we just had some great conversations and, and uh, it was something else to, to just know in the race, you're doing it with, people you know and you respect and care for, they're going to go through similar stuff, right? We're all at different physical fitness levels. Minds are in different places. Age are in different places, right? Circumstance, all that stuff. And I just remember there was times around that loop, we'd wave to each other. Yes. And just these little small hits of, of uh, dopamine and endorphins just to say, hey, you know what? They're only a little bit farther. I could keep going, right? right. I could keep going, right? Uh -huh. And then when we came around, so like we come around the corner and, you know, you can start to see the the shoot for where the, the finish line is going to eventually lead to. Yeah. I First person I looked at, I looked up and I see Gail is turned with his back to me and his wife's right there. She must have tapped him on the shoulder. He turned around and he goes, you know, like that. And then I saw my family and giving everybody a high five. My daughter, you know, we we're signed up for a half marathon in Fort Collins at uh, middle of April. So oh, nice. we'll see how that goes at altitude, man. <laughs> but uh, I mean, it's just, I mean, it's just, I'm obviously never forget it. Yeah. Uh, do you ever foresee yourself attempting to do another uh, triathlon in the I future? I do. Like I, I do want to get back to Indian walls and do that one again. But uh, I'm not sure about the full, but I said the, I, I said the 70.3 was impossible. But I mean, look what we're talking about. I, I surrounded myself with people like you, you've done the full, you've done, gosh, you didn't, didn't you run like 56 miles or something like that? Uh, uh, the year after, yeah, um, I just completed um, last year. I, after my third attempt, I ran a full 101 miles in you one did. race. Oh my gosh. Okay. And, and uh, then I closed the year. I ran what, 67 miles in the flattest course in America, a <laughs> uh, little south of here, uh, south of Houston in December. And uh, I wanted to finish the hundred, but I, I somehow I strained my ankle or something and I just didn't have it in me. And uh, the pain crossed out my mental ability to keep going right just that threshold oh, yeah. it said you got to shut it down so mm -hmm. no it's great and, and really the community the iron man community team and training community the iron man community i did a marathon i actually did a marathon i've, I've done one marathon it was 2005 and it's kind of the similar circumstances yeah. found out somebody was sick and did team and training they taught me how to do a marathon and i raised over eight thousand dollars for that one and um, that community is great. I mean, I th if anything else and nothing else, I really crave being around those people just because yeah. they're, they're, I mean, they're winners that they, they, I want what they have. They just have the right mentality and mindset. Anything's possible. Yeah. I, I love that mantra that you said a few times, right? It's being around good community 
and recognizing that anything is possible, right? The biggest limitations are, are usually right up here, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, now, obviously, we can't be Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Kobe Bryant, you know, any of these folks, right? Uh, but we can be those folks in other aspects of our life, right? And that could be from community service or helping people, right? You talked about raising money for a team and training. That's, that's, a, that's a noble cause and that's a great organization. Well, and I think though, um, you know, the kind of the anything is possible. Um, it helps, that's the strength that I got from doing that and seeing other people like yourself and your brother doing those kinds of things is, it, it helps me to, like when I had to have, have to have a hard conversation with my wife or have get a difficulty at work, I'm just like, you know, I just, you put your nose down, you just, you got to face it. I mean, you know, we had to face a lot cross, to cross that finish line. It, it just, it's, it's always been physical, be like sports, I always love sports. Right. Everything goes back to sports. So like, I got so much from it and it just, um, just so many lessons I learned from that that applied to every area in my life. And just, you know, you just, you got to face it. It's, it's not going to go anywhere. It's probably going to get worse. Just like yeah. my drink did, did cause I wasn't facing life on life's terms. Yeah. I'd even say that, that the triathlons and even the ultras that I've done, I'd say like 70 plus percent is all up top. It's yeah. all mental, right? Sure. It's cause it, cause there's going to be times where, uh, and I said this to, to a gentleman the other day, you're going to be in that pain cave, right? Even as you're going through other aspects of life, right? Maybe you're trying to buy a house or you're trying to get your finances in order or maybe a workout relationship. There's going to be times where you're, you're only operating up here and it's going to be a struggle and, and there's people around you that can help you. But kind of like what we've discovered is, is sometimes uh, that ego comes in and, and we just can't say those words right and so we got to keep operating but i'd say for the these triathlons and ultra events it's more mental because once you get going right you just need that momentum snowball to keep going but you're going to get to a point where your body's going to keep going it's going to adapt right it's going to adapt and you just have to keep winning yourself over to say uh i'm going to go past the finish line right Mm -hmm. because i'm not done yet yeah, and it, it gets back to, you know, we talked about kind of the responsibility of service aspect, you know, there's yeah. people are people are watching, like, if people are in a dark place, and they see something on social, and, and they that encourages them, and you and I post something, you know, they're watching that, that us doing this kind of stuff, like they helped me to cross, you know, to get me get going in that direction across that finish line, do all the training, um, I want to be an encourager, man. So the world can be pretty cruel sometimes. And um, I think most people want to, they want, they want to help. I, they really do. Yeah. So I want to be that guy. I mean, so I can't even just think of, think of all the people that have helped us to get to where we are now today. I don't know 99% of them, but I mean, it's just, it's, yeah. so I want to be that guy, you know, I'm sick. I just turned 60 last month and you know, um, I got more time behind me than in front of me and just, to, you know, then that's why I'm fine with it. So that yeah. the, the good thing about that is that there's a sense of urgency now. Maybe there wasn't maybe even five years ago. So I'm just loving life and living it to its fullest, man. I'm really glad that you came on. Yeah, definitely. H- happy birthday. Well, Thank Bruce, you. let me ask you this. What would be the, the, the top two strategies or techniques that you'd want to share with our audience of 
how they could lift themselves up from whatever struggles they're in. And what's the best way to contact you if you happen to be someone that could help them? Sure. Um, I think um, the thing that we've alluded to, you know, just you don't have to reinvent the wheel. Just find people that are doing what you want to do and just hang with them. You don't want to be the smartest person in the room, um, although that may happen at some point. Then you find another room. Um, and people want to help you. Like I said, people want to help. So, and the other thing too, that we learned through Arte that really has been ringing true in the last year or two is just like, you got to keep promises you make to yourself. I mean, if you, if you, and if you got it on the calendar, I don't care. You, you got to make it happen because if we can't trust ourselves, you know, it's just, it's, it's going to go sideways pretty quickly. So, and really it could be the smallest thing. If I told my wife, I'm going to do the dishes tonight, I got to make every effort to make, yeah, I mean, little seriously, yeah. like little things like that. I mean, that all adds up. It isn't oh, yeah. just the big things. And we got to, we got to develop trust in ourselves. And in that way we can, you know, help others in the process. Uh, getting a hold of me, um, uh, Bruce sells Omaha on, uh, on fa Facebook is probably the best way. Um, okay. That's my Facebook for my real estate uh, agent um, profile. And um, that's probably the best best way to get a hold of me. Just uh, DM me on the on Messenger. Oh, fa fantastic. Well, Bruce, it's been a pleasure having you on the Ultra Catalyst podcast today. We've covered a ton of information. And man, I'm on fire. I'm amped up just from our conversation, just as usual, right? We, we, we always wrap and have a good time together, but you shared a lot of valuable content with us today. And I think what you close with is phenomenal. I mean, anyone could really utilize that help, right? If they're struggling, if they need advice, if they just don't think they could get over that adversity or hurdle in front of them, reach out, right? And if you want to buy a home in Nebraska, especially Omaha, Bruce is your man. Highly recommend him. He will not let you down. Thank you, Stephen. Yeah, I'll be your guy for sure. I appreciate that. Excellent. Thanks, Bruce. Thanks, everybody, for joining us on Ultra Catalyst Podcast. We will be back next week. Go ahead, push like, smash a comment, send a DM, check us out, and subscribe on YouTube. Once again, thanks a bunch. Take care.